Have you ever seen an airplane? Do you ever wonder where it goes? Are there airplane motherships? Maybe you can find out on the other side of suspicion. Welcome to The Other Side of Suspicion, a podcast where we tell creepy stories, have a few laughs, and decide whether we believe them, are suspicious of them, or flat out disbelieve them. My name is Trevor Bettis, and with me is Christy Elizabeth. Hi. Kyle St. James. Hello. And Alex Gilbert. Howdy. You, you all ready for, for some, some weird stories tonight? Because this is a doozy. I'm, I'm ready to be spooky and to hear all the stories. Yes. I'm ready to be the spooky. Yes. <laughs> scare, please. <laughs> well, scare, I would, please. I would scare, like please. one scare, please. Yes. <laughs> I would like, I will order one scare. Uh, uh, two, too much. I'm cutting. One, one only. I'm cutting That's going to be a uh, so. spooky 99, please. <laughs> I, I will say that this one's got some spooky stuff for it, for mo- but mostly it's, it's just, it's out there, man. I can't wait. All right. So let's get right into it. Da-da. It's March 19th, 1994, and J.R. Moringer is reporting on a pre-opening ceremony for the Denver International Airport for the Rocky Mountain News. People in the area have been a little confused about the new airport. There is already a fully functioning one in Denver, and this new one is on a massive plot of land 25 miles away from the city. Why so far, and why so large? JR knows about the delays. There have already been three major delays, and rumor had it there was going to be a fourth one that would be announced soon. Who knew how much this was going to add to the already over-budget cost? Still, things were happening at the airport, and they were obviously making an effort to involve the community. The people in charge were looking for local artists to display through the airport, and today they were celebrating the placing of a time capsule where one of the terminals would eventually be. However, things seemed to be going a little longer than JR was expecting. Already, they had been talking for over 40 minutes with no clear signs of stopping. During this time, JR's eyes started to wander and he found something strange about the crowd of people. Many of them, actually lots of them, were all wearing matching outfits, suits with strange necklaces and white half aprons around their waists. It was at this point that the mayor of the time, Wellington Webb, was being introduced. But the speaker didn't call him Mayor Webb, no. He introduced him as Brother Webb who then stood in full Freemason garb and began leading several Masonic rituals before the time capsule was finally buried and capstone, carved with the Freemason symbol, was laid upon it. So, uh, that's that's a little interesting way to start this off. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? So, what we've got so far is this ceremony ended up having full-on Freemason rituals done during what I believe they said was a two-hour ceremony. Yikes. Jeez. And, yeah, this capstone was put on it with, uh, which we will get into more later about what was specifically on it ju- besides just the Freemason logo. But does that seem a little weird to you guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so I know tiny bit about freemason stuff i think i just went on a google deep dive like years ago but like i think they have like little treasures that are supposed to be like secret or something that only they've seen and no one else has like i wonder if that's what they yeah i think there's something like that at most yeah um temples oh that's so weird at an airport but uh (laughs) but trust me when i say that's not even the weirdest part of the story oh man i'm ready (laughs) ready for it 
Let's take a few steps back and talk about the airport itself for a bit. In the early 90s, Denver, Colorado announced that it was going to build a new airport, which confused many who thought Stapleton Airport, Denver's air traffic hub for over 60 years, was just fine the way it was. Stranger still was the decision of where the airport would be. Stapleton was on the edge of town, but this new airport was going to be over 20 miles away from downtown Denver. So why so far away? Well, some argued it was because of how ambitious the build was going to be. They claimed that when finished, Denver International Airport would span 56 square miles and be able to make 99 plane landings an hour. I also like how they said 99 plane landings. They're like, we don't want to get too ambitious with the 100. We better <laughs> keep it at 99 uh, to, to you know, get people to believe it. Um, but this again brought up the same question. Why? As I said before, there were numerous delays over the course of the build, and that fourth delay did eventually happen a few months after JR witnessed the Masonic rituals. To make matters even worse, the airport was $2 billion over budget by the time it was finished. And I hear you, Trevor, this doesn't seem that weird. Projects get delayed and go over budget all the time. Even the Freemason part isn't totally strange, even though Chrissy said back there that it was. Um, okay, so how about I just drop this one on you? What if it was $2 billion over budget because there were actually building something underneath the airport. What if I told you that under the Denver International Airport is an Illuminati city with bunkers and bomb shelters for the rich and powerful and for when the world was going to hit Armageddon and all of our shit was going to get fucked? What? <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen Denver do weirder. <laughs> okay thoughts that's honestly very believable yeah. <laughs> so i honestly could it. see that i think that's like insanely believable i don't know I'm, why i'm still on the fence about this mostly because two billion dollars <laughs> is a lot for a bunker i feel like it doesn't cost that much to pour a bunch of concrete no but that's a thing if it's for the rich and famous yeah what yeah. if you do like an entire like underground mall yeah. what, what 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 year was this in again uh this was 1994 well that's when uh jr saw the things happening but i believe the original construction started in 92 oh, or something like that if this is going to be like a legit bunker for like the rich and powerful like they're not yeah. just going to want concrete they're going to want like nice shit, in, you know yeah keep in mind this is two billion dollars over, over budget, their original yeah. budget yeah Someone wanted a going. McDonald's down there, you know, they just... <laughs> yeah. A Starbucks. All those, all those French fries, yeah. I, I feel like somebody probably would have noticed, you know, like, any of their accounts. So that's the thing, though. This was... Uh, oh, you're talking about the money-wise part of it. But the thing is, though, is, that, like, if you're talking about noticing things happening, it was pretty far away. Again, I said it was over 20 miles away from the actual city. And if you see this plot of land, it is big and open and, like, very suspicious looking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's start with the structures underneath the airport. Now, it's not uncommon for there to be areas of the airport underground. Uh, that way, they don't have to move through crowds and whatnot. But usually, these places are built during construction. However, it was revealed by a whistleblower years ago that before construction even started, there were already five structures built on that land where eventually the airport would be. And you might think, oh, well, that's just, they were just already there. There's not much, they just knocked them down or whatever. And that's where you'd be wrong. On both accounts, in fact. 
apparently these structures were buildings and weren't previously there. I actually can't find anything about who built them, and you think that a piece of land that's planned to be an airport wouldn't just let somebody build on there for no reason when that's what they were planning on doing with it. And like I said, they didn't knock these buildings down or even make them a part of the airport. They buried them. These five buildings are now under the airport where people walk around, get coffee, buy overpriced books they forgot to bring on their flights. So it's not its not really sure why these buildings were seen there. And then this whistleblower claims that they were actually dug underneath the airport itself. Each of these buildings was said to be connected by a series of tunnels, which later would be connected to new tunnels that spread out like a spider web under the Denver International Airport. But how do we know that they're there? Well, let's take a trip back to just after the airport first opened. It's February 1995, and Johnny Nobody, uh, a totally real person, is waiting for his bags at the luggage claim. Johnny doesn't like flying and just spent the last few hours in the air, so he's still coming down from the whole experience. He shuffles his feet, glad to be on solid ground, but still can't shake the uneasy feeling he has. He glances up, trying not to make eye contact with anyone, but instead finds himself looking at a strange sight. A stone gargoyle sitting in an open suitcase bag stares back down at him, situated on a shelf overlooking baggage claim. He looks around and finds more of them, all with their demon eyes on the people of the airport. The uneasy feeling doesn't go away. And before I continue with this story, I actually have an image of these gargoyles. And listeners, you can go find this on our Twitter account, at Side of Suspicion, and see what they look like. So this is the statues that line baggage claim for the Denver International Airport. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it looks kind of cool, too. I'm like, oh, that's actually really neat. <laughs> uh, does it? Or is it a demon it, that is looking at it, you? It, it is a little weird to be in an airport, but it, but it, it still looks kind of cool. I wonder, like, who designed this? Like, who yeah. thought this was, like, it? Yeah. Like, they were designing the airport... Like, even, like, despite, like, the whole underground thing, like, the guy that's just designing everything does, like, the terminal, and he's just like, you know what this needs? Some fucking creepy-ass gargoyle looking down at everyone <laughs> as they grab their luggage. Yeah, um, but, like, but, like, in a briefcase, because people are in a luggage, and, you know, their yeah. demons yeah. are their baggage, and so... I mean, I definitely carry a lot of demons in my baggage. <laughs> and what is up with, like, the... The like pose it's doing too. So, I actually yeah. do believe that that oh, is a pose no. that um is like uh, that gargoyles have in like Notre Dame and stuff okay. like that. But what, still, what very I, weird. What I thought is that the gargoyle just realized it was at the airport and it just realized it left the oven on at home and was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like he forgot his like son at home. Yeah, <laughs> Gar- he left his son home alone. You guys know what I'm talking about. Let, let's see where uh, where Johnny Nobody ends up though. Before he can think any further on why there would be gargoyles in the Denver International Airport, a terrible grinding sound comes from the baggage claim carousel. The sound of shredding, grinding, and gears straining echoes out of the dispenser where the bags are supposed to come from, and now smoke starts pouring out of it. Quickly, airport staff rush in and usher everyone away from baggage claim. As Johnny moves with the crowd, he hears that for everyone's safety, they are moving everyone out of the terminal, but the tram is unfortunately down as well. So the crowd is taken through an employee-only door and down some stairs. When they reach the bottom, they are taken through some underground tunnels that weave under the airport. A large door is opened, and the crowd moves into a new tunnel. 
This one is lined with gold leaf mosaics of stunning artwork. Johnny had heard that some of the budget had been spent on art, but this was insane. It was like something uh, out of like an art museum or even like a, a grand palace or something like that. A few moments later, they were in a new tunnel, the mosaic one closed off behind them, and they were soon on the surface again. No one has ever seen these tunnels again or reported any sort of gold leaf mosaic in the underground parts of the airport since. Many believe that what Johnny saw that day was in fact one of many tunnels meant for the rich and powerful elite as they are taken to bomb shelters further under the airport. Some point to 2011 as an example of this happening. During that year, former President Barack Obama was paying a visit to Denver. Many believed that he was there to take part in his state's tour that was going on, but it just happened to coincide with a comet passing Earth that many believed was going to smack right into Earth itself. Was the president there because it was the safest place in the world for him to be during a catastrophic event? <laughs> So I took you on a little ride there. I, I took some liberties there with Johnny Nobody. Um, but the there were that story is lifted from another person's uh, experience that claims that something similar to that happened to them, where they were uh, something went wrong in the airport and they were taken down into these tunnels and saw these just crazy freaking mosaics uh, done with gold leaf and whatnot that were just more than any airport should ever have, let alone underneath it. No wonder they went two billion over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, those rich folk, they want they want the nice things. They don't want just concrete walls. <laughs> yeah. and, that's what, and that is actually something that a lot of people have pointed out as to why something like this would exist there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like they just have like a back door for the rich so they don't have to walk with the peasants. <laughs> And they just have them go right under and then right to the airport because they're like, oh, yeah, you're a billionaire. You don't need to freaking go through TSA. <laughs> the reason like, it's really yeah, $2 billion is because underneath the Denver International Airport, a uh, science project was funded to create teleportation. That's why it was $2 billion. Ooh. Yeah, there's actually. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But only yeah. for the rich and famous. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be you know, because that's yeah. the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. But then why would Barack Obama fly there? He just teleported there. <laughs> to keep up appearances. <laughs> you're right, you're right. He can't just suddenly show up. Like, people will be like, wait, you were you were in D.C. What are you doing here? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like a moon portal. And, like, he was there because, like, the comet was coming by. And he's like, well, if it's going to hit Earth, I'm going to be on the moon with all my friends. <laughs> with, I like that. Mr. Amazon and Mr. Tesla. We're all going to be on the moon. Jeff out. Bezos. <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> is getting on there. Like, going to the moon, y'all. Yeah. He's like, wait, why, why are the richest people in Colorado? <laughs> I didn't think anything could be more crazy than what I've learned here. But you all are talking about teleportation to Illuminati moon base. Yeah. Count, count on us to just take it to the next level. Like, we're not, we're not playing here. I love here. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's actually put the Illuminati stuff on hold for a moment and take a look at Luis Jimenez. In the mid-90s, he was contacted by people behind the construction of the airport. They said that a large sum of money had been put aside for artwork in the airport and they wanted him to make something that would be featured right outside the airport itself. Something that would be the first thing people see when they approach and the last thing they see as they leave. So Luis started working, put everything he had into the project, and ended up taking more than a few years to make the statue. For years and years, all the way up into the 2000s, Luis worked on his statue. It was going to be mag a magnificent horse rearing up and would stand over 30 feet tall. Unfortunately, Luis never got to see it in front of the airport. In 2006, Luis was working on the statue alone, and it is not completely clear what happened, but there was a tragic accident that took Luis's life. 
The head of the horse statue fell, crushing his leg and slicing through an artery, and he bled out on the floor before anyone could find him. Jeez. Oh my god. A few years later, in 2000, Luis's estate finished the statue, and it was given to the airport and now stands for all to see. And I am now going to show you an image of this statue. And again, listeners, at Side of Suspicion to check it out. Tell me what you all think of this when you Jeez. drive up to... The Denver International Airport. Please tell me that it, it, it does shoot lasers out of its eyes. That was about the red eyes. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Is that real? Or is that just like photo? So this is what many have come to call Blucifer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for people... For people who are not able to go check this out on our Twitter, uh, what my co-hosts are looking at is an image of a 30-foot tall or 32-foot tall statue that is a blue demon-looking horse rearing up on its hind legs. Its skin is pulled tight against its muscles and bone with red veins coursing through its body. It's showing its teeth, but you wouldn't be blamed for not noticing because of its two glowing red eyes. It's absolutely terrifying. Is it? Yeah, I, I can it. see that horse killing somebody. Did they make it anatomically correct? Am I seeing that properly? Is it? I haven't zoomed in enough on it, and I don't think I, I will. Think I don't um, think I will either. I, th I think there's like a 10-foot tall horse dong on that thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just like, it's a demon horse, and I was just like, check out that demon horse dong. <laughs> yeah, I know it's like scary and all, but you guys, you guys see what he's packing? You guys see what he's packing? <laughs> Just saying, why they didn't have to make it anatomically correct. They could have kendalled the horse. Well, but they, they really did it because the horse is blue and it has red glowing eyes. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why did they need to add the dong? Why? What was the purpose? You seem very attached to the dong. Maybe they wanted it to be like a Just masculine saying. horse with red demon eyes. Just saying. That, this is the most suspicious thing I've heard so far, is that they were like, hey, let's make a demon horse, but keep the dong. So I know that this wasn't supposed to be attached to the Illuminati stuff, but like, are horses by any chance attached to that? I don't know. I don't know enough about Illuminati. I don't believe I should have done so. my research first, but... <laughs> But uh, but yeah, many people have said that uh, this being the first thing they see as they enter the Denver International Airport is not the best omen for them to no. get on a plane. I think they just paid them way too much, and it got to the point where they're just like, we're just going to have to put it up. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm thinking is, because the guy, the guy died before this was finished, right? Like, he, the, yeah. Well, to be clear, this statue killed him. Yeah. Yes, which is also crazy. Yeah. But I'm wondering whose artistic decision it was for it to look the way it was. Like, was he just really building a horse? Or did he decide, like, the blue and the red eyes? Or was that someone else later? I don't know. I just want to know the whole process. <laughs> Many believe that Luis was not just told to make whatever he wants, but to make this exact statue as it is a warning of the coming end days. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even get through the next sentence. Oh, I love um, it. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. That this is, in fact, one of the four horses that will be ridden in, during the end times by the horsemen of the apocalypse when they arrive at this very spot in the Denver International Airport. <laughs> Done. I love it. That's, that's amazing. But this isn't the only part of the airport where the end times are foreshadowed. For that, we need to take a little trip with Jessica Nobody, cousin of Johnny, as she makes her way through the airport years after him. Is it really his cousin? 
It, uh, yes, totally, 100%. <laughs> you know, complete, absolute, real people um, that we may hear more about their family in future episodes. Yeah. Um, Love it. Jessica has gotten into the Denver International Airport after a similar long flight from nowhere in particular the USA. Unlike Johnny, she isn't on edge and doesn't even take notice of the gargoyles chilling in the baggage claim area. She grabs her luggage and starts through the terminal, excited to get to her hotel and rest. But as she gets further through the terminal, something gives her pause. A mural on the upcoming wall. From the first moment her eyes land on it, she slows, brow furrowing. What is something like this doing in an airport? And now, so again, this is going to be a very visual uh, evidence episode, listeners. Uh, I, I, I will describe things, but please go check out our Twitter account. This is the mural that awaits Jessica Nobody. <laughs> In the Denver International Airport. Ooh. Oh man! So, listeners, oh, again, all these pictures will be available on Twitter. But for uh, what we, what they are looking at right now, I can only describe as a Nazi-looking soldier in a gas mask in the center of the mural. In one of his hands is an AK-47, and in the other hand is a curved sword, which he is plunging into a white dove. Around him are ruined buildings, children crying in rubble, and people lined up going somewhere holding dead children. In the bottom right corner, there is a painted version of a real written letter by a child who died in Auschwitz. Do we know the Do we know the artist of this? We do. Uh, we we do, and and we'll, we can get into a few things about them and their intentions. Before I ask why this would be put into an airport, uh, let me show you the other murals that were accompanied with it. So we're gonna go to this one. This is one of them that has brought up a few questions here and there. Oh my. Oh my. These get a little more complex to explain, but let me start with In Harmony With Nature. There are several children gathered around a dying or dead leopard while a forest burns behind them. There are several other animals around looking at them, but there are also bones and even a dead child in a casket in the bottom right corner. And then the next one is called Children of the World. Children of the World is a bit uh, more hopeful. Lots of children from all over the world are surrounded by a rainbow as they look down on the crumpled body of the Nazi-looking soldier from the other painting. Nearby, there is a tombstone for war, violence, and hate carved into it. Many believe that this is imagery of the New World Order taking over, something I'm sure we'll get into in a future episode, but essentially it is believed that there are people secretly across the globe working in, this, in the shadows to overthrow all governments and establish this New World Order. People point to these murals as foreshadowing those events. These images are startling to see in an airport, to say the least, and Jessica isn't sure what to make of them. Now she is getting in that uneasy feeling, her feet starting to move her before she even knows it, taking her away from the haunting image of the man in the gas mask. But I wanted to pause here real quick and get y'all's take on these images. I have a quick question. Yes. When did she see these images? Like, when did they get displayed? So these images, so again, to, to be fully clear, Johnny and Jessica, nobody don't exist. They're just a writing device. Um, Still. Yeah, but, where uh, is she from? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, like I said, nowhere in particular USA. I like their fish and chips. So these went up with the opening of the airport. Uh, I had this story set in 1995 because that's the year that the uh, airport officially opened. So they have been there from the get-go. Okay. That's nuts. This is all very 2020 related. And I'm just like, I'm literally so floored with it like this is insane yeah. yeah please go find these paintings if you're not following us on twitter but yeah you if, can look up denver international airport murals and you will find them i kind of like how hopeful they are at the end 
Yeah, I don't feel like they're... I mean, they feel like they're strange artistic renderings, but I feel like the story they tell... Like, I feel like they're actually kind of telling a story about kind of, like, the rise of, like, pollution and burning down the rainforest and that and how it's kind of destroyed the future for our children and then the children, it's in their hands to kind of save everybody in the end and fix things and make it right. I honestly, personally, I feel like this is, like, an artist representation of, like, social issues and stuff. But the Nazi thing, the first thing I thought was, when I saw that, was like, that $2 billion was to buy all the Nazi gold and bury it below the Denver airport. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That was my first thought, and then I saw the rest, and I was like, okay, this might be a depiction of just social issues and solutions to them. But (laughs) my first thought was Nazi gold buried below the Denver airport, so I don't know which one to go with at this point. Like, Denver is just like, yeah, just make something artistic, and they're like... All right, I got something. They're like, okay, well, put it up, I guess. Where is Denver getting these artists from? Like, oh, from Denver. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, they, um, I think all of these artists are from Denver. Yeah. yeah. So Denver, so, wild place. Yeah. And then, like you know, they got the crazy Denver Broncos horse. You know, uh, that may have been why they made that. Yeah. The Broncos. I would I would love for the Denver Broncos to adopt Blucifer as their official mascot. That would be my everything in my life. Just a football team with a demon horse as their freaking I, I guess for the mascot, they'd have to omit the dong, though. So No, no, that, that's why they built that horse there, because Denver is so into football, they wanted to threaten all other football teams flying in <laughs> to play against them. They wanted to make sure the that first thing they saw right. was like a giant freaking demon horse. <laughs> like Denver's going to get you. Jessica finds her way into the main terminal, but once again, something catches her eye. This time, it's something we already know about, but it's not fully finished. Or, but it wasn't fully finished. She spots the Freemason symbol at first. It's on both the capstone that marks the time capsule, but also on a braille plaque that is presented at chest level above the capstone. The capstone has a lot of writing on it, such as former mayor's name, the lodge that funded the capsule, and that it won't be dug up until 2094. But curiously, Jessica finds something on there that she can't explain. Below the Freemason symbol on the capstone, it reads New World Airport Commission and a list of names below it. So I'm actually going to show you guys uh, this one right now. So this is the capstone that we heard about with JR and that is now in the main terminal of the Denver International Airport. And if you click on it and uh, look at it, there's the Freemason logo. Underneath that, it says March 19th, 1994. And then below that, it says New World Airport Commission and has contributors with a list of names. Uh, once again, listeners, it'll be up on our Twitter. So here's the thing. There is no record of a New World Airport Commission ever existing. The names that fall under it are confirmed Freemasons, but they seem to have no connection to anything on record called the New World Airport Commission. So what is it? Why is it put on a capstone? Moreover, why carved into stone if it doesn't even exist? What if it does exist, but we aren't allowed to know about it? And if it does exist, what purpose does it serve? These questions fly through Jessica's mind as she looks down at the capstone. That uneasy feeling is starting to get a little much for her, so she hurries out of the terminal and into the lift Uber, or the Lifter. I didn't want to use an actual name, because we're not sponsored yet. You know, you sponsor us, we'll put your name in there. 
Once in the car, she lets out a sigh of relief. She has just been presented with a lot of strange things, but at least she's out of there now and on her way to a relaxing hotel. But as the car starts to move, she opens her eyes and is presented with a terrifying sight. Anubis, the god of the dead, looks down at her from his 26 foot tall statue. And let me show you this, cause it really happened. <laughs> What? So this statue oh, God. was outside the Denver International Airport along with Lucifer to welcome new travelers and usher ones out. <laughs> Did they give him a giant suitcase? That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's ready to vacation. He's ready to get out. He's just go, vacationing go, fam. in Colorado. <laughs> Why? Okay, I think they're just all on drugs. <laughs> they're just like, we'll get the weirdest artists we can. Because we're going to be, like, real edgy. It's the 90s. <laughs> we're going to be real weird. Oh, Onks did have a resurgence in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. That's fair. I saw a lot of those in, like, high school and the goth kids. Onkst, yes. So, I think now is a good time to start talking about explanations. And we'll start with Anubis. People were not happy when this went up. Uh, the last thing they <laughs> wanted to see while they were driving up to an airport was the god of the freaking dead looking down at them. <laughs> You think? Uh, the airport claims that this was installed as part of the King Tut tour that was going through Denver at the time. However, from what I can find, there was no pieces of marketing signifying that. And instead, there was just a 26-foot-tall statue of Anubis chilling in front of the airport. <laughs> that was enough marketing for them. <laughs> yeah, from what I can yeah, find, there was exactly. nothing. There was no sign around his neck that was like, Tutan, or like King Tut, this way. Let's go. They just put Anubis out there. And ran out of money yeah. for the marketing campaign, and so they just, ah, good enough, right? To be clear, it has since been taken down, so. Oh, okay. <sighs> oh that's a shame. Yeah. I actually think that, well, too. I was I was, I was like, oh, I would totally go to Denver and see Lucifer and freaking Anubis. Yeah. Right? So, while we're outside the airport and talking about statues, let's take a look at Lucifer. Honestly, I have no real explanation for this. The airport claims that they did not commission this specific piece of art despite what conspiracy theorists have said. This could very well just be a piece of art that the late artist wanted to make, but it's truly haunting. If I didn't know about it before going through the airport, I would think that I would be sufficiently creeped out. It could be argued that this is left in memory of the artist, but with nothing stating that or celebrating him nearby, it just comes off as one of the most terrifying demon horses that you could drive by. Not that there would be a list of those. <laughs> Speaking of art, let's talk about the murals and the gargoyles. The latter can be explained by the artist as coming to him during a meeting with the airport art crew. There was a nun present named Linda Penne, who was a art historian teacher and was asked to be part of the project. Seeing her got him thinking about churches and gargoyles and how it was believed that gargoyles were good demons protecting churches from bad ones. So the artist set out to make airport gargoyles to protect people's luggage as they pass through the terminal. But, considering the mishap that happened soon after with people's luggage literally being shredded. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that part. That part of Johnny's story, that really happened. There was a mishap with luggage uh, where it started shredding people's luggage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What what shredded their luggage? Uh, the, the machine itself. I don't quite know the mechanics of what happened. but They, they accidentally put a paper shredder in there that could <laughs> like, fit suitcases. Like, oopsie. You know, oh man, don't you hate that? <laughs> Like that was that was the luggage shredder for all the luggage that we get, you know, that's lost and found. I guess we put all your luggage through it. Yeah. So Whoops. so considering that, I guess the gargoyles <laughs> didn't quite do their job. <laughs> the the murals, just like Blue Fur, are explained by the airport as what the artist wanted to do. 
Linda Penne, when speaking to Thrillist, said, quote, artists need to be free to create, not to be told exactly what to do, end quote. Which, sure, is true, but it seems as though the airport agreed to put up whatever the artist made, no matter what. It's hard to imagine another <laughs> airport looking at these and deciding it was a good idea to put them there. <laughs> but what does the artist have to say about it? On a plaque near one of the murals, it reads, Children of the World of Peace, or sorry, Children of the World Dream of Peace, Quote, is a powerful mural expressing the artist's desire to abolish violence in society, end quote. That's uh, all well and good, but the imagery used in the other two paintings is absolutely haunting. Is it an imagery of the New World Order, or is it just the artist's interpretation of violence? Because I agree with you, Alex, that that last one really does like seem like it, it ties it up and everything, but those first two are absolutely haunting. <laughs> Um, now the Freemasons. Uh, I'm going to be honest with all of you. I uh, All I have for this explanation is what the airport has said about it. Media Relations Chief Heath Montgomery, again speaking with Thrillist, has uh, this to say. Quote, unfortunately, people connect the Freemasons with the Illuminati and secret societies and all of that stuff. We do have two Masonic symbols on here because the Masons actually made this stuff for us to use. It is not uncommon for the Masons to be part of large public facility openings like an airport. He then went on to talk about the New World Airport Commission. He claimed it was a title given to the names underneath it for purely celebratory reasons as the airport opened. He then added, quote, it's supposed to read the New, comma, World Airport Commission, which he seemed to think made it better. So it's it's supposed to be the New World Airport Commission. And it says that the, the, the comma was missing in the stone because you apparently forget to engrave the comma. How convenient. I know, right? <laughs> Lastly, let's talk about the tunnels underneath the airport. Put simply, the airport explains these as nothing more than normal airport procedure. They're used for baggage transfer, deliveries, maintenance, and even office space for the airlines to use. To be fair, that's a totally valid explanation. Plenty of airports have these set up all across the world. But when Thrillist spoke to Curtis Fentress, CEO of the company that designed the airport, they didn't beat around the bush, straight up asking if there were any secret tunnels or bomb shelters under the airport. Fentress said, quote, well, I can't really speak to it. And, quote, I'm sworn to secrecy, end quote. Dude. At the end of the day, Denver International Airport is a strange place, regardless of any of it being true. And I didn't even get through everything, by the way. There's theories about lizard people having a whole city further below the tunnels, uh, another tunnel that connects directly to NORAD in uh, Cheyenne Mountain, the braille plaque above the Freemason capstone being a keypad to extraterrestrials that, if correctly inputted, will unleash a deadly toxin gas throughout the terminal. There's also some people point to the fact that the runways make a swastika shape. Secret billionaire backers who created a deadlier version of hepatitis and left clues all around the airport. Also, in 2007, several airplane windows shattered with absolutely no explanation. The architect wanted to build Mayan pyramids on the roof with connections to the Mayan calendar in 2012. And then Queen Elizabeth bought up land nearby with absolutely no explanation or reason, and which some believe is her buying safe passage through the apocalypse. And it even goes on from there. God. Wow. It is worth noting that the airport has since embraced these conspiracies. There are now signs all around the airport with tips for safe travel, but accompanied with images of aliens, pyramids, and a bunch of other spooky stuff. On their social media, they posted images of workers in alien masks while working, uh, and they even got an animatronic gargoyle that talks to people while they go by. So I've, I've just thrown a lot at you. Yes. <laughs> um, what are we thinking right now? <laughs> Oh, there's some shady shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, 
I totally believe that the Illuminati are doing something at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you guys? Yeah, I, I will say this. Unfortunately, we have reached the part of the show where I do have to ask the question. Do you believe it? Are you suspicious of it? Or do you disbelieve it? I believe it. <laughs> you believe it? Yes, I do. I'm suspicious of it being any Illuminati type stuff. What I think happened is freaking Denver's weird. they they decided like we're gonna just get the best artists and give them free reign and they did and they're like well we have to put it up now and so they put it up and they're like all right well we already have some weird stuff so let's bring out some more weird stuff and then they came on the idea of all these conspiracy theories, and they're just like, oh, we like that. That's going to bring some tourists. So you so think it was a plan from they the get-go to, go to do the that. conspiracy theories? Maybe. Like, they're just, like, drop, like, leak a little bit, like, oh, there's, like, there's, like, eight buildings buried under the so airport. So let me get this straight. So, uh, Your conspiracy theory is that they started the conspiracy theory. Yeah. I to love that. To, yeah. I think that's to great. tourism? <laughs> that, yeah, just to bring up tourism to freaking Denver. In and, the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And look, Denver's popping. They got free, you know, legalized weed around there. They, they got it going. That's true. Um, But, like, with the whole, like, Freemason thing, I, I, I believe that, like, Freemasons have built, like, that whole, like, I guess, religion mm-hmm. group did that. It, it's no different than, like, having some, like, publicly funded thing from, like, the Catholic Church with the freaking cross on it. It's the same yeah. icon, mm-hmm. and it has names like, like, like Christian uh, contributors or like contributors for heaven yeah. or something like that. They probably go with the whole new world idea for whatever they believe in, and so that's why they call them the new world contributors. The person explaining it, like, oh, there was a there was a comma that we forgot to put in there. <laughs> that's strictly no, for conspiracy. No theories. joke. That was one of my favorite parts of this. Was the guys just be like, oh yeah, we we forgot a comma. Didn't get grammar checked before it Whoops. went to the fucking engraver. Yeah. <laughs> just like like it would have costed them too much for the comma, so they like, they, they, they took it out and they're like, yeah, all right, and they're like, yeah, you hit max, we're gonna have to charge you double if you uh if you go over uh, 150 characters, and they're like. Take out that comma, I'm sure it'll be fine. No one will even notice. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah no, no one's gonna <laughs> notice the comma. Like, it wasn't gonna make a big difference. They get like the news articles and it's just like, oh no. Wait, like, <laughs> even in the 90s, I would think that the Freemasons would be like, listen, we can't give these conspiracists like any room to do anything. Like I if I was if I was them, I'd be like, no, we're we're if we're not up to any shady shit, we're not we're gonna, you know, make it so nobody's suspicious of this. But then New World <laughs> Airport Commission, what the hell is that? Yeah, I think it's just three people that have like their little their positions in the group, and they're just like, yeah, we like the new world kind of talk. Let's just call ourselves new world stuff. Or it's specifically put there for conspiracy, That's also, true. so people That's think true. it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Alex, you uh, you look like you've been you've been thinking there a little bit. What what's going on in your head? <laughs> I mean, I, to some extent, I'm I'm with Saint James on this. I'm very suspicious if this is actually like a like real kind of conspiracy going on here i feel like it's yeah it was done to drum up business for the denver airport because i mean at the end of the day it is a business people are making money off this and so those investors at the bottom when they asked that fenris guy that he gave them that weird like illuminati kind of answer of course he's going to do that it makes people more interested in it It turns into but to be fair that guy no longer has any stake in it 
Like that that dude's contract was done years and years and years ago. So it is kind of weird that yeah, he would be true, like, I'm but... sworn to secrecy. Yeah, but he might still be, yeah, but they say his contract is done, but he might still be making money off the back end. He might be an investor. I, I, I would say that's the bigger conspiracy, is who's actually still has money invested in this freaking thing. Yeah. Um, or he just signed an NDA. Yeah, or he just signed an NDA. Like, <laughs> he can't he's, talk about he's it He's like, legally. straight up, can't like, tell you. I'm sworn to secrecy. Yeah, okay, Who knows okay. what's going on in reality? I mean, like, he could have just said yeah, you that. Don't say anything. The, um, well, actually, I have heard of NDAs that have if an NDA. You can't NDA talk about the NDA. Yeah. 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 And so he's sworn to secrecy. Yeah. Let me so just, you know. my, my only other theory that could be possible is the $2 billion went to the Nazi gold that's buried beneath the airport. That's, <laughs> that's the other one that I'm thinking is possible. But, you know, so I'm flip-flop there. I'm going to go with suspicious of this being true, though, personally. Okay. I'm not a believer in this. So you're telling us there's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody needs to get Nicolas Cage on the phone. <laughs> Somebody call Nicolas Cage. There's a national treasure. Treasure we're gonna yeah. find uh chrissy you, you were saying that you believe it so so what's what's pushing you that way so like i okay here's the thing i kind of understand where you guys are coming from i don't think it started off that way i don't think anyone builds a business thinking how can we drive people to come in let's pretend we're like a big old conspiracy like i don't i just don't see that happen especially going two billion over budget to do yeah. something like that like that doesn't make sense to me uh i do think there's an underground thing there because like to me that just makes sense like the rich and powerful do need a safe space to go and who's gonna suspect denver like nobody's gonna suspect <laughs> so like they do it they invest all this money to build it and you know who'd you say queen elizabeth bought property queen elizabeth nearby? purchased what is part she... of the land nearby yeah why would she do that that doesn't make any sense unless there is something underneath <laughs> there now now here's the thing if people find out about that kind of stuff, you're not just going to straight up deny it. You're because then that'll definitely make you suspicious. So you're going to play along with it. You're going to hire artists to put up weird stuff and like whatever and make it seem like it's a joke. But in reality, <laughs> under oops, underground, there's just like a whole thing ready for the rich and powerful to just bunker under there while the rest of us folk are going to like, I don't know, get abducted or I don't know do whatever happens so, up here. so, so the absurdity of it is what is kind of confirming it where it's just too out there to not have something going on i yes i and honestly it's like the two billion over budget for me that sells it i don't know how much it costs to build an airport i'm not smart <laughs> in that area but two billion's a lot, of, a money lot of money to just suddenly need and i don't know i could just see that being a thing i and Queen Elizabeth buying property nearby. I think that kind of solidifies it for me. I, I will say, if uh, if you all would like some uh, some something fun to do, there is an episode of Jesse Ventura's conspiracy television show where he talks about the uh, the Denver International Airport. Did not give me any good information at all. I will tell you that. <laughs> really? Oh, I, no. I had already gotten quite a bit of info by there and kind of watched it for fun during lunch, and I went, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, I'll have to check that yeah, out. Uh, I, but, yeah, I could, I could see it starting off with that really solid plan. It maybe got leaked. They decided to play off I, it. I will know, say... Like, Christy, you, you, your crazy talk is making sense to me, and because like I, I yeah, have, I have you. definitely <laughs> been all over the spectrum of belief on this one. 
Um, and yeah, because like it, it's it's weird. It's like the the Mayan temple thing. The the, the guy was like, I want to build Mayan temples on top of it and make references to 2012. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you think that was a good idea? Like you got the freaking demon horse out there as the one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, then you got 2012 everywhere. Like, yeah, it's almost it's too out there to just like kind of be random i guess in in my head I d- i'm not gonna say that there is a lizard people city under there but i i, I maybe not lizard people i do believe yeah. <laughs> that there is something i, I like I, i'm gonna say there's something conspiratorial happening there that that is why i i mm-hmm. actually think chris you've moved me out of suspicious i'm gonna go into belief yeah join the dark side <laughs> so so are, are we sit? are we sitting this time it is a split too suspicious, too believes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, I'm. I. I. This is again not quite how I thought it was going to go. But I. Lo- I love reading these <laughs> stories to y'all to see where you come down on it. <laughs> um, but what about you, listener? Uh, do you believe tonight's story? Tweet us what you think happened at Side of Suspicion, and if you have a suggestion for a future story or even one of your own, you can send them into other side of suspicion at gmail.com. Well, uh, until next week, we'll see you on the other side of suspicion.